Well, that Davy Nelson, believing in such fairy tale stuff. You know, it, it is kind of interesting as we look at Christmas, though. We just realize that even, I think, for all of us sometimes, we can forget or what happened 2,000 years ago can start to feel like just a story. It can start to feel like just like a fairy tale, like something that doesn't, isn't actually real and something that doesn't affect our lives today. Even the whole idea of heaven and the reality of heaven, which we looked at earlier this spring. What would happen, and so what we're going to look at for the next few weeks leading up to Christmas Eve, is what would happen, though, if heaven, if things that are beyond our ability to see and beyond our ability to understand would actually collide with our earthly reality? What would happen if that actually was true? All right? So before I jump in, real quick, I just want you to turn to the other person. I want you to ask what the, I want you to tell them what your favorite candy bar is. Okay? Everybody just real quick. Everybody's super easy question. Just share your favorite candy bar with somebody. All right? That's all. That's all I needed. You don't have to give all your reasons why. Just your favorite candy bar. All right? So what are, what are some favorite candy bars? Yell them out real quick. Snickers, how many Snickers? All right, lots of Snickers. What else? Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Anybody? Free? Butter. Wow, a few Butterfingers. All right. What else? Payday. Payday. Paydays for all the chocolate haters. All right. Anybody else? Twix. How many Twix? Okay, none of you guys have the right answer. Rhesus. Thank you, Susie. How many people Rhesus? All right. Now, and actually, it's not just Rhesus, though, because during Christmas, they do what? Rhesus trees. Pieces. <laughs> trees. And then, right? And then during the Easter, they do Rhesus eggs. And they're just better, aren't they? All right. Who, who's a Rhesus fan? All right. Here we go. Merry Christmas. Oh, that's my daughter. Why did I give her one? Okay, let's go out here. Okay, we're going deep. Matt Stafford, touchdown! We beat the Bears. It's awesome. All right. Oh, and you know, he, did, you, you, did you even want that? All right, here we go. Now, if you guys are old like me, you remember the commercials, right? How many of you, I'm an 80, a child of the 80s. Do you guys remember the commercials, right, for Rhesus? When, two, when a person who loves peanut butter was walking like this, and somebody with chocolate is walking like this, and then they bump into each other, and they, they collide, and chocolate and peanut butter come together, and the phrase, let's all say it together, two great tastes that taste great together. Two great tastes that taste great together. Reese's rocks. Now, here's the deal. Two great tastes that taste great together. God is great. Humanity is great. We have to remember that when God was creating the world, everything was good. And then when he created humanity, it was very good. Humanity was actually created in the image of God. And so what would happen if God and humanity would collide? 
And that's what Christmas is. Christmas is when heaven and earth collided. Jesus is where divinity and humanity collided. And two great things came together. And it was divine. Now, why is this such a big deal? Because I was sitting there, I really wanted to think about this. Like, we can talk about this, and if we're Christians, right? I mean, our, our whole faith is based on this fact that we believe that Jesus is actually a man and God at the same time. But why is this such a big idea? idea I, big deal. And uh, here's another illustration. Um, I actually went, Susie and I went to Ikea last week. <clears throat> How many of you ever put together an Ikea piece of furniture? All right? Now, it's interesting. So we're walking through the store, and eventually we finally see this cabinet that we believe will work well for our bathroom. And so once we see it, we go, that's it. That's the one. So you pick up this box, this cardboard box, and you dump everything out on the floor, right? Now, when you dump everything out, I just want to tell you right now, there is no hope of putting that thing together. Right? For me, I, I am not an engineer by no hope for me in putting that together. The only chance I have of putting that cabinet together is they give you one of these. Right? And Ikea, Lily Lillingong, they send you one of these, and in these instructions, and this is so important, is there's a picture on the front. Inside, there's lots of pictures. <laughs> and what you do, no words even, just pictures. And so you have to figure this out. But because you actually can see what it is on the front, here's the final, this is what it's actually supposed to look like, and then inside are all these pictures, here's what you understand. Every part necessary to put the cabinet together is there. They're all there. Now, and, I, and, and so now I actually know what it looks like and everything's possible and I can put it together. And if you come to my house, it's so awesome, there is a new cabinet that looks like the picture in my bathroom. It's on the wall and it's now finally fulfilling its purpose. Here we go. Colossians 1.15 says the Son, Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God. In Jesus, we actually got to see for the first time. So instead of just parts laying around trying to go, oh my God, I don't even, I don't even know how these come together. No, that's it. That's the life. This is it right here, that's Jesus Christ. That is God. He's the image of the invisible God. You can finally go, oh my goodness, we've seen God. And that's exactly what Jesus' disciples said. And you can say, that's it. That's humanity. That is what a human being should actually look like. He has given us the picture. So I just want to tell you, for every one of us in this room, for every one of us, this is, it was so funny, I was thinking of an old Switchfoot song. You guys, I love it. This is your life. Is it who you want to be? 
This is your life. When you look at your life, does it look complete? Does it look put together? Do you know or does your life feel like a bunch of parts that you're trying to figure out? How does this work? Here's what I want to tell you, man, and here's what Jesus tells you. You have all the parts. You do. You have everything you need. But in Christ, you finally have the picture. You can see it. You have a creator and you have a recreator in your life. And here's the deal for, our, for today. If heaven and earth actually collided, if Jesus is divinity and humanity in one, then the answer, then the answer to all of life's questions is there. If he isn't God, then we're still trying to figure out. If he is, then he has revealed to us everything we need to know. It's a big deal. All right? So let me pray, and then we're going to dive into our scripture. God, would you move now through your word and speak to us and help us to understand why this virgin birth, why this idea that Jesus was not just another man, but that you came in the flesh. Why is that such a big deal? Lord, would you speak it to us? Help us to understand. Meet us where, I, where we're at, and I pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So if you got your Bibles, open up to Matthew chapter 1. Chapter one, we're going right into the Christmas story, all right? You can, again, if you have K2's app, which I encourage you to download, all of the scripture and notes will be right there, okay? Or you can pull up the scripture on your phone. We're in Matthew chapter one, starting with verse 18. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Did we just hear that last week? Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. All right, we're going to look at two names today in this story about this baby born in Bethlehem. The first one is the fact that he's called Emmanuel. This baby is Emmanuel, which means literally God with 
us. So this whole idea of the virgin birth, it's just point blank in this story. It's interesting, in one commentator, scholar I was reading, he said it's interesting that when Matthew wrote this, he didn't seem to need to go into great detail and kind of back up all of his claims. It was almost like everybody just kind of knew and understood in this culture that something was different about this baby. So before they came together, right? We all know what that means. She was pregnant already. And Joseph is no dummy. Mary's pregnant. I know how women get pregnant. I need to, by law, divorce this woman. Now, he's a godly man. He wants to respect her, so he's going to go ahead and divorce her quietly. But she's pregnant. She, can you imagine? We don't have time. But can you imagine this conversation? No, Joe, really. Seriously. I'm still a virgin. But I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. You know right then Joseph's going, come on, guys, what would you do? Yeah, right, there's no way you would believe that. And so what has to happen when it's something that's supernatural all through the scripture, when something is beyond our ability to get it, God seems to be gracious to help us. So he shows up to Joseph through in, a dream, in an angel in a dream, and he says, don't be afraid. Get in the car, if you were here last week. Get in the car. Trust me on this one. What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This is the Immaculate Conception. This is what made Jesus different than any other human being. He is like us and he's not like us. (laughs) There is no human being on this planet who can be like Jesus in that sense. All of us have a natural mom and dad. So how do we, let's just go on, let's continue to back this up a little bit. John 3, 11 through 12, Jesus says this. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. <clears throat> so again, Jesus is saying, I'm just trying, I'm talking to you in words that you guys can Understand, but you still don't believe me. He goes, how then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? See, he's getting, he's going, if I even tried to tell you this deeper reality that's beyond what you can see and feel and touch and smell, he goes, I'm I'm speaking to you down here and you don't get it. Man, heaven and earth, there's a separation here. And he goes, no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven the son of man. He's making the declaration right there. I'm not like you. I came from heaven. Not like you. Heaven and earth have collided. God is with us. In John chapter 14, later on, Jesus makes a statement. He says, if you really knew me, he's talking to his disciples. He goes, if you really knew me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him, listen, and you have seen him. And Philip, one of his apostles, goes, wait a second. Lord, show us the Father. Man, if you'd show us the Father, then we would be enough. That would be enough for us, and we'd really believe. But what does Jesus say? Here's how he answers him. Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. That's a crazy statement. If you've seen me, you've seen God. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? We're the same. 
The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And then he says, okay, and if you don't just want to believe what I say, he goes, then believe on the evidence of the works themselves. What would cause someone to believe the evidence? Why would Jesus say, hey, so I'm telling you, point blank flat. People always go, Jesus never said that he was God. Are you kidding? That, the whole book of John is all about Jesus saying that he's God. <laughs> and people struggling with that. That's what the whole, read the book of John. He makes a declaration throughout the whole thing. But he says, okay, if you don't want to believe what I say, then believe the evidence. Well, what evidence? Come on, Jesus had authority over nature. Wind stop, stops. Waves, calm, calm. Can you do that? <laughs> you know, he had absolute authority over the whole demonic world. All he had to do was say a word and they would cower and they would flee. He had authority over diseases. I was just talking with one of our friends last night. And he goes, and isn't it so fun that Jesus never had a formula? So his apostles couldn't go, okay, now how do I heal? Okay, I spit in the ground and I make some mud and I stick it on their eye. Except the next chapter he just goes, be healed. Right? And then in the next chapter, he just, there's no formula. Jesus just has authority over disease. Do you? I mean, he had authority over death. Lazarus, three days, no problem. Up, let's go. Let's go. Come on. See, the evidence, he's going, if you don't want to believe what I say, look at what I do. There's nobody else on earth heck, who can do the things that I do. You know, one of the craziest things he did is he loved everybody. That should be crazy enough right there because nobody else can do that. His morality was so pure that when they wanted to put him on trial, they had to bring people in and tell lies about him because he had never done anything wrong. Are you kidding me? And then, not only his own declaration, but this is the one, that I, and I've shared this years ago, but this is what's crazy to me, is that the guys who lived with him every single day, night and day, 24 hours, three years worth, we're saying, that dude, he's God. Now, I just want to tell you, you hang out with me for a day, and you know you ain't him. <laughs> now, come on. Not only did his disciples say that, his brothers said that. Come on. Anybody got brothers and sisters? Hello. You know, if anybody knows, that ain't the Messiah right there. <laughs> his own brothers who lived with him, grew up with him, and the men who watched him every moment were the ones who gave up their life and died for the declaration, Jesus Christ is Lord and he's God. You don't want to believe what I say? Then just look at the evidence. Either he's a lunatic, right, C.S. Lewis, or he's a liar, or chocolate and peanut butter came together and it's really, really good, and God is with us. Now, if God is with us, then he's shown us what we need. Number one, he reveals the way of God. We can finally go, what's the right way? How should I live, what should I do? Jesus has revealed it. When he's on his trial, right, in John 18, 36, Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. Okay, so again, he's making the declaration. This earthly thing that you guys do down here, that's not how I do it. 
I have a totally different kingdom. I have a totally different realm, a totally different way of living, and it's not of this world. Heaven and earth have collided. I've shown earth what heaven is actually like. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now, my kingdom is from another place. You guys, heaven and earth have collided. Earth got to see the way of heaven. We can finally know what is the right thing to do. So I have my picture. I've got all the instructions in here. And I decide to, I wanna take this cabinet and I'm gonna add some shelves next to it. So to do that, I need one of these. Come on, man, you getting excited yet? Right? So instead of my little screwdriver, I finally get to pull out one of these. And it says, in your cabinet, you've gotta drill some holes, right, through it so you can put the screws into the other cabinet and pull them together. And then there's this funny little picture, there's a picture, and it has a circle around it, and it says, now when you put the drill through this side, you have to put a piece of wood on here. In fact, they put another picture without the piece of wood with an X through it to make sure you knew, don't do that, because the picture showed what would happen. So what did I do? Oh, come on, you don't need to do that. So I took my drill, and I drilled it through without the piece of wood. And sure enough, what happened? The other side went, and it just exploded out. So I went to the garage, and I got a piece of wood. And I put it down, and I drilled through, and sure enough, the, all the other holes were perfect. You know what's so funny? Here, you guys, anybody comes to my house now, you're going to see this. Because on the top, where I didn't drill the hole through the wood, and this stuff went, and I tried to scrape it off, when I brought the two cabinets together, they only came this close. And down here, they're nice and tight. Now, honey, you know why. And here's what's interesting. Why does this matter that Jesus came in the flesh, God came? Because God came and he said, can I just tell you how this works? And God has revealed to us, Jesus revealed to us the way of God. And you know what we like to do? You don't have to do it that way. I'm going to do it my own way. And you know what? Look at our relationships. God, it just, just can't come together. Just struggling here. Somehow I can't get peace in my heart. I'm, I'm struggling in here. There's a disconnect between my heart and my soul and my mind. And I'm in angst all the time. And I'm trying to pull it together. And Jesus is going, it's cool, man. I've shown you the way. And I tell you, his way is weird because he says greatness is serving. So if you want to be awesome, then you serve everybody else. No, 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 Jesus. It's not how it works, okay? If I'm more important than everybody else, I'm going to feel better. Okay, great. Try that one. See how that works in your marriage. He says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. No, 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 Jesus. Oh, you don't understand. When that person cursed me, that hurt hurt. I need to defend myself, and I need to give it back to him. Okay, go for it. Try, try, see. Okay, let's see how that works. That pulling you all together? How's that working for you? No, bless him. 
care for the orphan, the widow, the alien, the poor. No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus, you don't understand, man. I'm working on my retirement, and I'm, I've, I've got this home, I've got this dream. See, you guys, I could go down the list. I'm, I'm going to stop. Every way we're supposed to live, Jesus has revealed it. And if heaven and earth collided, if Jesus is God with us, he has revealed the way of God. Christian, come on, man. If that's true, then follow him. (laughs) Follow him. Quit fighting him. Quit justifying your own actions. Come on, if he's really God and he's shown us the way, then let's follow him, all right? So number two, he reveals the way of God. Number two, Jesus reveals the truth of God, if he really is, if this has all happened. So while he's on trial, the next thing that happens, Pilate says, you're a king then. And Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born, so the reason for Christmas And the reason I came into the world, you guys notice this again, he's not just saying, I came, remember, from a different place, heaven and earth collided. The reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Jesus came to testify to the truth. Is he God? This is a huge question. For those of you guys who are here investigating Christianity, this is the question. Because if he's God, we got tons of questions about life. But if Jesus was God and he says, and the reason I came was to tell all you guys what's true. Well, what's truth? It's what's in accordance with fact or reality. It's what's accurate. It's what's exact. And Jesus is trying to help us understand, listen, I came from heaven. I came from eternity. My kingdom is not of this world. Heaven and earth have collided, and now I, the only one who can see beyond what you can see, has come to tell you in accordance with fact and reality and accuracy what this is all about. Come on, man. What questions do we have as humans? Why does anything exist? Come on, you gotta ask that question sometimes. Why is anything here at all? Why are we here? What are you doing here? Why are you on this planet? Is there a purpose behind this creation? And if there is, what is it? See, I know science can help us and and dive into a lot of stuff. They, science, can't answer these questions. What would actually satisfy my soul completely? Come on. (laughs) That's what all you're doing every day, every human being's going, why do I need more? Why am I empty? Why am I not satisfied? Why do I have all this stuff and there's still a hole? Come on, what's, who's going to answer that question? How about this one? What happens when you die? Because you know you're going to. How in the world could we ever know what's going to happen to us after we die unless somebody who could tell us who lives in eternity could come down here and let us know? If Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, God with us, then he has all the answers to every question. And he says, I came to testify to the truth. Oh, you guys, you know what we're like? You know, Legos, you know, anybody still play with Legos? Like, but it's amazing. I went on, just look up, Google a Lego creations. Like the, the stuff that comes up that people have created out of Legos is amazing. 
But again, just go down to a toy store or go down to Walmart, pick out a Lego thing, and just dump all the pieces down on the floor and throw the box away. Wouldn't it be amazing if you never saw the image and there were just tens of thousands of Legos on the floor and, okay, go. Figure it out. Put it together. What do I do? You can't do it without a picture. And that's what every human being is left to, to figure out the mysteries of existence and eternity without somebody beyond telling us. And Christmas is heaven and earth collided. Gee, if Jesus is God with us, he has revealed the truth of God. Listen to him. Hey, I need some help here because I want to be faithful to my time, but the timer is not right. Somebody can tell me how much time I have left. Six minutes. Six minutes. Here we go. All right. Number three, so he reveals the way of God. He reveals the truth of God. Number three, he reveals the love of God. And his love is revealed in his name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Why? In Matthew it says, Joseph, she's going to give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus, unlike any human being on this planet, he alone could reveal to us the love of God, of divine love, his name. Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. The name Jesus is God, is Savior. Now, it's not as true for us today, but in that day, names were synonymous with identity. That's why Jesus could look at Simon and said, (laughs) you're Peter. Because Peter means rock. And on your faith, on that rock, on your confession of who I am, I'm going to build my church. Names meant who they were. Jesus' name is God is Savior. And because of his name, We can know who he is, and we can know the love of God. I just got to tell you, his name doesn't mean teacher, although he was a crazy good teacher. His name does not mean example, although he is the ultimate example. But if you only think that he was a good guy who had some good teachings, that if we followed his ways, it'd probably be better on this earth, 
because he was a great example. If that's your Jesus, you don't know him because that's not his name. His name is Jesus. And we're calling him that, God says. And it's so cool. The father actually got, I, there's Mariah, that's my daughter. I got to name her. Well, Susie had something to do with it too. So. <laughs> but we got to name her. And her name fits her. And the father in heaven said, you earthly dudes, you're gonna call my son, because I get to name him, Jesus. Because he's gonna save his people from their sins. The angels, what'd they do? They came down and they said, don't, here it is again, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. A savior is born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be assigned to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. Now look at this. Romans 5, 8 through 10. God demonstrates his love for us. Okay, so here we go. How can I know? Come on, this is what every human heart needs. I don't care what you believe as far as science and as far as existence and as far as why we're here. Here's a reality of every human heart. Every human heart needs to know that they're loved. Everyone. So, God says, let me demonstrate my love. I'm gonna reveal what my love is like. And it's demonstrated for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. See, the love of God does not demand that you follow him to earn his love. He is not saying, get your act together so I can finally love you. His love comes when you can't follow him. That's what sinner means. A sinner is someone who simply can't follow God. And what he's saying is, I'm not asking you to get your act together. Oh my gosh, that would be the most unloving thing in the world. Can I get an amen? If God was up there going, hey, as soon as you get your act together and meet a certain standard, then you and I can be good. And I can't get there? No, so God goes, hey, can I just show you? I'm gonna reveal my love. God so loved the world that he gave his son. That's called Christmas. And Jesus reveals the love of God. And he says, guess what? While you're still sinning, when you can't follow God, Jesus goes, I love you. And I will die for you. While we're sinners, Christ died for us. I'm telling you what, man, if heaven and earth collided, if Jesus is God with us, then he revealed the love of God. And so what do you do? You gotta receive him. Receive this love. Look at what he says. Since we've been now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved, right? Because what's Jesus' name mean? It means savior. How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? You guys, what Jesus came, and this is, this is what nobody on earth wants to believe. Nobody, this is why we don't want Jesus in Christmas. This is why we want gingerbread. By the way, that was the abominable snowman, if you didn't know who that was. 
That's why, that's why we want to keep Santa Claus in, and let's just keep, you know, Rudolph in, and let's keep all this other stuff in, and let's get Jesus out, because when Jesus was born, what he said was, you're dying. You're dying. And I have come so you won't die. That's it right there. You know, and I remember when my mom got cancer, she didn't want to know, I don't want to know I have cancer. Mom, you got to go to the doctor. We got to find out reality. She wouldn't go to the doctor. Well, that really helped. Because guess what? The cancer was still in there whether my mom went to the doctor or not. And it killed her. And the humanity's going, no, 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 dude, we're good. We're good. I don't need Jesus. He's going, no, I came to reveal the love of God. And my name means Savior. And here's what you need to know, man. I am saving you in this passage from God's wrath. Here's what's true, man. God hates sin, and he's actually going to punish sin. He just is. And here's the truth. Every human being is a sinner. All of us are super guilty. And he goes, and guess what? But here's the love of God. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know you can't follow me. I know you're not following me. I know you're hurting your own life and you're hurting others. Guess what? I love you so much. Let me demonstrate my love for you. I'll die for you while you're still a sinner. But you're not just saved from that. You're also saved to something. He goes, in this passage, he goes, how much more, now reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Jesus doesn't just save us from punishment of sin. Jesus saves us from our sin. He actually comes inside of us so that we are saved through his life. See, here's what's cool. The Jesus who came down here and showed us the way and revealed the truth and revealed the love is the same Jesus. He says, if you put your faith in me, I'll come in here. I will come in here. And now we're saved through his life for the first time as a follower of Christ. I see you guys got to understand this. A Christian is simply someone who says, I couldn't follow God and I just confessed it, that I was crappy at it. I'm no good at following God. Can't do it. I need a savior. Jesus saved me. And then he comes in and he comes and he lives inside you. And now, finally, you have the power to follow God. That's Christmas. So band, come on up here. Jesus. Come on. What are we doing here? I just want to tell you, if you're not a Christian today, Jesus is simply saying to you, like he said 2,000 years ago to everybody else, I just got to tell you, I came from another place. I am conceived by God. There is a holiness in me. God came down to earth. He collided in Christ. And he's going, and the reason I came, and I want to invite you to this, he says, is I came to save you. Period. That's why I'm called Jesus. And I need to save you from your sin so that you actually can get a new heart that follows God because guess what? This is the other thing he revealed. In heaven, everybody follows God. So the only way you can get, actually get into heaven is you gotta get a new heart that follows God. Because if you don't get that new heart, he says, if you aren't born again, you can't enter my kingdom. And I can give you that new heart. I can and I want to. So man, here at K2, I want to invite every one of you to receive the love of God in Christ. 
Let him forgive you for everything you've ever done wrong. He wants to do nothing but forgive you and let him come in and give you a new heart. And then for all of us Christians, come on, man, what are we doing? What are we doing? Let's, let's just remember, this is Jesus. This is God with us. This is Emmanuel. He has revealed to me the way of God. Let's follow him then. If he's revealed it, let's follow him. This is Jesus, God with us, Emmanuel. He has revealed the truth about reality. Then let's listen to him. Let's listen to him. And let's live the life that he has for us. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know him? Do you know who Jesus is? And do you experience him, all right? So man, just soak in the song. We're gonna take our offering while we do. It's our perfect time, always to just go, man, whatever Jesus gives me, I just give back. I love, he loves me. I love him. He gives to me. I give to him. So we're going to do that. And while we do, Julie's just going to lead us in a song. I just want you to soak in. Let the truth of this hit you. That heaven and earth collided. That Jesus is God with us. That there's no one else like him. And he is our savior.